0: Booyah, and it's time for the Top Shelf podcast presented by the Game Sports Show and powered by the game entertainment and media. It is your host, David McCaig, Jr., and it will be just yours truly for this edition of Top Shelf tonight. Alex, Dane, Avery, Catano, and Justin Heichel, the usual contributors to Top Shelf, were unable to join yours truly tonight due to schedule conflicts. Now, this edition of Top Shelf is sponsored by Flawless Roofing, Seal Incorporated. Flawless Roofing is located in both Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario and in Thunder Bay. Now look, you want to protect your investment, right? You want to protect your house, you want to protect your business, commercial, residential, whatever it may be. Well, it's simple. Protect your investment and start from the top. And call Flawless Roofing. They're flawless. Yes, I said that pun. Flawless work, over 35 years experience in the biz. You can check them out at flawlessroofing.ca. You can get their information on Facebook as well. Reach out to them today to get a quote on protecting that investment of yours, residential or commercial. Now, Top Shelf Podcast has been a show on the Game Sports Show for a number of years. We're hitting over five years. It's had different titles, of course, has the hockey edition of the Game Sports Show news podcasts, And Top Shelf has had its name now going into its just over the two-year mark. And, you know, this year we introduced a rotational host basis. And since January 2023, I've only had a few shows where I was the host, but mostly – Avery Roche has done a fantastic job. I know that Dane Hancho has jumped in as well in a, in a co host basis. Also, fantastic work by the family of the Game Sports Show. And it's uh, unfortunate that they aren't here with me tonight, but I want to make sure that I let you know that the Top Shelf podcast will be continuing to follow its rotational host basis, but to also let you know that this is the second last show of this season. So the next show will be the season finale. Until when puck drops again in October. Now, you're probably sitting there saying, well, what about all the other hockey news that will come out throughout the summer? Hey, if you're a Game Sports Show fan, you know that there's a lot of shows. In particular, the headline show, the Game Sports Show podcast. And all the updated news in hockey, all the reactions when it comes to the, the draft, when it comes to free agency. We will be talking about it on the Game Sports Show podcast and members of the top shelf panel will be joining yours truly as guests on segments on the game sports show podcast because everybody knows we talk all sports on the game sports show podcast but we know things happen in the summer not just baseball all the sports in terms of football basketball hockey all things summer, we will make sure that we talk about it on there. Also, over here, we're talking hockey. And even though this is the second last episode of this season, before we have the rest of the summer off on Top Shelf, don't worry, the Top Shelf crew will be in on the Game Sports Show podcast to, on segments to discuss all the news that is going to be upcoming this summer. <laughs> and ooh, 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 It is going to be a doozy this summer. Okay, and I'm not just saying that because as everybody knows, I do cheer for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Taking my host hat off, guess what? Yes, I'm a sucker for pain. I, I, I'm a fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs. I didn't get the luxury to be a fan of someone like the Detroit Red Wings, the the Pittsburgh Penguins, the Colorado Avalanche, the Tampa Bay Lightning. I didn't get that luxury. Okay, I got the luxury of cheering for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And it's now it's now in my blood. It, it, it's, you can never turn your back on that, right? And I know everyone on this edition is going to be looking forward to me talking about the Brad Tree Living and the Kyle Dubas, the Pittsburgh Penguins, Toronto Maple Leafs, the Shanahan and Dubas separation, everything. Okay, I'm going to flat out say right now as I perfectly, in my opinion, transition into the agenda by saying that, uh, I'm going to let you know that I will not be talking about the Kyle Dubas and Brad Tree Living. Uh, GM changes, let's say. Well, Dubas obviously is now the president of operations in Pittsburgh, and Tree Living became the GM in Toronto. So if anyone's looking for my reaction on that, I'm tabling that right now, okay? I am not talking about it on this upload here on Top Shelf. I will be talking about it on a segment on my upcoming Game Sports Show podcast segment, which will be getting recorded on Monday, and that will be on Monday, June the 5th. Fifth And it should be up for you on June the fifth, if not June the sixth morning for you to enjoy and i 'm going to have a lot of opinions, so I will not be talking about the Toronto and Pittsburgh recent news, even though that is already just uh, that 's uh, almost uh, three plus days old now, but you need to hear my point of view on that. I know everyone 's curious I have friends, close followers of the show. I will save you that reaction for that upcoming show, but this is the agenda of Top Shelf, and I'm going to give it to you. The agenda is going to come and talk about, well, obviously, the Stanley Cup Final. You would have saw it in the thumbnail. We all, It all comes down to this, the Florida Panthers and the Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to talk about the Stanley Cup Finals, and I'm going to note to listeners, Game 1 has already happened. It's already concluded, and this recording is coming after Game 1. We did try to get a recording done for Top Shelf prior to Stanley Cup starting, but Due to schedule conflicts, we were unable. We wanted to make sure we got an episode out, which is actually the reason why I'm solo on this show. We want to make sure we have our content up to date and following a routine. But the agenda, we're talking about the Stanley Cup Finals. We're talking about some coaching news in the National Hockey League. And no, I'm not going to be talking about Sheldon Keefe. I'm not going to be talking about even Sullivan in Pittsburgh. I'm going to talk about a former Leaf coach, though, too, former Leaf coaches maybe is what I should say and then I'm also going to talk about Patrick Kane and Connor Bedard. Very short edition here on Top Shelf as you can see just by the audio advancement at the bottom of your screen if you're listening to me on, on an audio platform or watching me on YouTube through TGEM you can see that this upload is a little bit shorter than what we normally do but hey a lot of content I want to fit into this time period. So let's get into it right away. Okay? And then at the end of the show, I'll give some updates on what upcoming shows we have going on uh, that you can keep an eye out for. Now, the Stanley Cup finals. Game one has already happened tonight, and the Vegas Golden Knights win that game by a score of five to two. Okay. And I, I saw a lot of reaction on social media from from experts on Twitter, from from armchair fans, from friends on Facebook, and truthfully, <laughs> it seems to be a routine post. There's there's a lot of upset fans about the refereeing in the game, and truthfully. I did uh, watch a good chunk of this game, and I know I told individuals in previous that I have a hard time watching the games, and that's true. But I do watch the Stanley Cup Final. And the reason I'm having—I don't mean a hard time to watch—it's of course with Toronto being out. My interest to watch is went out the door. But hey, let's be real. I as a as a podcast host, as a sports fanatic, and just kind of doing my duty here, I got to make sure I watch it. so I know what the fuck I'm talking about. But am I saying I'm excited for this finals? No. I'm not. Uh, I know there's two Sault Ste. Marie members in there, of course, Paul Maurice and Michael Almario. Paul Maurice is actually a friend of the Game Sports Show. You can go back uh, to when he was coaching in Winnipeg just under a handful of years ago. We had him on our show myself, and Dane Hancho interviewed Paul Maurice, and it was fantastic. And if you want to know who I'm cheering for in this series, it may cause surprise to you, but it is the Florida Panthers because of Paul Maurice, okay? And Florida did beat Toronto, so to say that the team that beat Toronto, won the Cup, would be great because, you know what, the last four out of five teams or at least have made the Stanley Cup Finals, okay, that Toronto's played against. So, you know, maybe it'd be good to see the Florida Panthers when it would look good on not only... Kyle Dubas, and that's the only Kyle Dubas remark that I'll make today, but on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Nonetheless, I am cheering for Florida, so I'll get that out of the way. Tonight, though, Florida goes down 0-1 to Vegas, and refereeing gets involved in that game. They feel there's a lot of inconsistent calls, and there's a lot of questions saying, these are the best refs the NHL have, and this is happening. Listen, I really feel that the refs have been getting a lot of scrutiny this playoffs, and I did talk about it on a previous Game Sports Show podcast edition, and, and... it truly was a a playoffs that referees have had more involvement in in more of a negative way okay because ultimately the 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 game is is having that human element and the errors are just occurring more than they normally would and the referees are missing calls that goes from the first series second third up to this and i will agree with with individuals. The referee wasn't consistent in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals. But I'm going to tell people right now, errors are going to happen. We're noticing it's happening a lot more because I think we're looking for it more. We're looking to see it more. Okay, and yes, calls are going in different ways. There's There's still, at the end of the day, the final result of the game. And Vegas is who pulled away with that. And ultimately, do I think Vegas should have won this game? I don't want to say yes or no. I feel like Florida... Did a really good job in this game. I feel like uh, they they did take it to them. They got a they, even on the penalty kill. They were aggressive. Uh, well, Eric Stahl gets a goal, a shorthanded goal. He, had, he's sixteen years since the last time he scored in the Stanley Cup final before. And just a great storyline. This Florida Panther team, and even this Vegas Golden Knights team, their second time making the Stanley Cup final. Uh, obviously, losing the last time when their first year into the league they lost to the Washington Capitals. And Ovechkin getting his first cup, but the the Florida Panthers in this game, I didn't. The score doesn't dictate the separation. Obviously, you know the 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 game. Florida and got out to the lead in the first period, and Vegas tied it, and then they go into their intermission. Then they exchange goals in the second period, but Vegas pulls away with three goals in the third. The one reason that I think Vegas wins this hockey game is just not. Now nah, I'm not going to point at the refs again. I'm not going to broadcast the ref. Look, like I said. It's been an inconsistent issue in this game throughout the in this game and it was an inconsistent issue throughout the entirety of this playoffs. But it's not gonna we can't go back to change anything or our opinions I guess probably don't matter because no matter what, whatever ref that's out there, the same mistakes are happening. Just gonna say that. But what was a big part of this game was I feel that the Vegas goal the Knights played a different approach to the Florida Panthers than other teams have. The last time Florida has lost was to Toronto. In the second round. They swept Carolina. And for Rod Brindamore to talk about, oh, this game was, even though it's one goal games, it, it goes the other way. Look, you got swept either way. Rod Brindamore, you're one of my favorite coaches in the game. And I know you're making your team look better and, and feel better. And you're trying to make yourself feel better. Look, it doesn't matter if you lose by one goal or five. You still lost the game. You didn't you didn't win a game against Florida. You didn't pull and get that extra shot, get that extra goal. And luck is an excuse to tell you, because I'm a Leaf fan, <laughs> there is no such thing as luck. I can tell you, if there's anything that if you have too many chances to win a hockey game, you end up losing it anyways, all right? So the reason why I bring up the, the, the Carolina Hurricanes, because Florida swept Carolina. Their last loss came against Toronto in the second round. So they're down 0-1 in a series. Florida hasn't been down 0-1 in a series since the first round of the Boston Bruins. When the Boston Bruins uh, were up 3-1, actually, and Florida came back to win, but Boston ended up winning game one that, that, that series. And the, the Vegas Golden Knights winning this game is a prime opportunity for them to try to continue to have this home ice advantage. But Vegas wins this game because they played them differently. When I was watching this game, As I mentioned, I did watch this game. I didn't watch it in its full entirety. I did see the first. I did see most of the second, and I saw near the end of the third. There's some parts of the third I had to miss. But the parts that I were watching, Vegas was just playing it differently, smartly, different ways along the boards, getting the puck out of the zone, uh, capitalizing on their chances, capitalizing on giveaways, pressuring the the Florida offense in a different way, and I'm not going to mention the refs again. I just, but I the reason why I'm saying the refs is because the the way the game was laid out, okay? There there there's a lot of calls missed, and I'm I'm looking at both teams. There's a lot of calls missed for both teams. So I know people are saying the refs. I can hear people right now. I can just vision people saying refs, refs, and not just because of Vegas aside, Florida just inconsistency. But Vegas wins this game because of the way they played against Florida, the pressuring of the, of the offense, the way they played their forwards, the way that they attacked the net. I, I really like how Vegas said this, and if they continue this plan, they're going to have a chance. They're really going to have a chance to, to, to defeat the Florida Panthers, a team that has been quite the Cinderella story throughout this entirety of the playoffs. But there is another piece of the puzzle that the Vegas Golden Knights, and why they're winning this game. His name is Aiden Hill. Aiden Hill had 33 saves out of 35 shots. He only let in two goals. Aiden Hill has been a pleasant surprise for the Vegas Golden Knights. Okay, when Broussard was in net, I I was saying how how is this guy gonna get them past the Edmonton Oilers? Okay, and obviously throughout the playoffs, they realized after Broussard was pulled and they put in Aiden Hill that okay, this was the better goaltending option. And Aiden Hill has been playing tremendous. He played well. In the last series against Dallas. Gave him an opportunity to win. And now. Aiden Hill gave them the opportunity to win tonight. Only let in two goals. 33 saves. He outplayed Bobrovsky. Not too many goalies have been able to say that this playoffs. But Vegas. I think still winning this game. I still consider them the favorite in this series. Despite being the higher seed. I feel Florida is going to come back. And come back hard in game two. And then. They're going to go back to Florida, and Florida has had more butts in that seats in this playoff run than they've seen since 1996. So I think they're going to get by that home energy that is rare in Florida, uh, but I feel like Florida is still going to be the favorite and the one hoisting the Stanley Cup at the end of this series. Okay, you want my prediction? There it is. You got my little analytics from game one. I'm going to recap it for you. I'm not talking about the refs in any which way for either team. I'm going to tell you the way that Vegas pressured the forwards, the way that they played them on the boards and in the zones, defensively, offensively, even the neutral zone. Vegas has played Florida right, which is other since the other teams have not been able to do. Carolina's, the Toronto's and heck even Boston couldn't contain it even though they're up 3-1. Vegas played this game different, but Florida still got a lot of shot opportunities. Okay, so a lot of good opportunities to the net, a lot of good looks, but there is a goalie who is up to the task, and that is Aiden Hill. Tremendous job by Aiden Hill as well. Those are the two key points, and if I had to say which one of those two points is the key factor, I, it's obvious. Aiden Hill, 33 saves. Okay, that wins you a game, and then you have that good momentum in the third period, you ride out to the end of the game, get to the W. Vegas is a big momentum team. They're a hard-nosed team. They 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 play aggressive. They they attack the net. Mark Stone, one hell of a leader. That's a playoff performer. This series is going to be, I think, very exciting. Like I said, it's not something I was looking forward to, and I'm sure a lot of other fans are not. We're not looking forward to seeing this as a Stanley Cup final, but we've got a Cinderella story on one side, and we got a very exciting team in Vegas. Uh, yes, people are annoyed how many times they've already made the Cup finals, and they've only been in the league for just over five years. It's, yeah, it's a little bit annoying, but... They're a good hockey team. You can't take that away from them. They have a lot of good, uh, good nucleus of guys and a good uh, variety of players, which is why they're succeeding. So this is going to be exciting. Everyone enjoy this. The Stanley Cup Finals and hockey is done. I know there's a lot of Canadian fans, the Canadian team fans that watch this show, listen to this show, as well as Detroit fans more so, and even Columbus. Those are kind of our core popular fans. But of course. We touch all areas of the globe here on the Game Sports Show. And I know you, cheer, you may cheer for a team that is not in the playoffs or maybe they didn't make it, but you know this is Stanley Cup Final. And it's a treat to see this final and to see two teams in there that have worked hard to get there and they have, diff- they have different stories in themselves that what got them there. Aiden Hill got them that step over to get there. Florida Panthers are the most exciting story. Bobrovsky, Kachuk, this is a team who made zero trades this year. Florida made zero changes this year. They believed in this team. They were a first-place team last year. Just made some few tweaks. Big blockbuster trade, obviously, with the Calgary Flames. But I'm I'm urging you to watch this, this series, to watch this final. It's going to be exciting. And even though Vegas wins game one, I still call Florida winning this series and winning it in six. They're going to win it in Florida, my prediction. Now, I told you I had other news to get into. Mike Babcock and Spencer Carberry. I'm going to go with Spencer Carberry first. A little bit of older news, but a couple days old, this news. But he has signed on to be the coach of the Washington Capitals. Of course, there's affiliation there with Toronto. You know, he was a part of the Capitals system previously. It's a good move for him. And there's going to be some changes. Uh, There's going to be some changes uh, for the the entire NHL when it comes to coaching. Obviously, you've already seen it with general managers. Like I said, not get into that. But one coach that sticks out that is recent news as of today, breaking news that occurred throughout the day today, June the 3rd is when it occurred. Obviously, in this recording, we're on June the 4th. Okay, I'm recording this in the late hours of the night. Mike Babcock will be named the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. You heard it. Mike Babcock is going to be named the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. His contract with the Toronto Maple Leafs expires at the end of this month. He's done getting his six-whatever-million dollars. And look, he's like, you know what, I still want a paycheck. I still want a paycheck. And the Columbus Blue Jackets are the ones that are going to give him that paycheck. Now, the Columbus Blue Jackets aren't going to be the ones to draft Connor Bedard. Heck, they're not even going to be the ones to draft Adam Fantilli because that's going to be the Ducks. But the Columbus Blue Jackets have a high pick in this draft. They have a good. They have a good young core of guys. You've got Johnson there. You got Patrick Laney. I'm curious and Zach Werenski. I'm curious to see if Babcock can get those guys going. But look, Mike Babcock. When he was in Detroit, he went from Anaheim to Detroit, and he's won gold in Canada. He's had. He's coached some good players, and he also took a free coaching job, at the University of Saskatchewan, when he was uh, on. I guess you'd say. <laughs> off work because of being fired from Toronto. He didn't do anything. But then he stepped down from doing that free job. He, he's been doing other things. But this is a guy who is knowledge in the world of hockey. Okay, You can't take that away from him. He's been a proven winner before. Obviously, he there's been a lot known in Toronto where apparently he made Mitch Marner cry. Look, it, it's, it's the NHL, and Babcock has the resume to be an NHL coach. And the Columbus Blue Jackets are taking a different approach. They're bringing in Babcock. They're, they're going to try to bring him in to work with some of the veteran guys to help the veteran guys work with the younger guys. And I don't, I don't mind the move. I think it's funny. I, I think it's not funny that Columbus did it. I think they're taking a risk, and I'm happy Columbus is taking a risk for it. They, they, they have nothing to lose. They're, they're going through a phase right now where they're kind of retooling. They're making some adjustments. They're trying to get back on track as well at the same time. So like a retool and get back on track. And they're bringing in someone who has had recent drama in the NHL when he was with Toronto. But overall, he was one of the most coveted coaches at a time. When Toronto got him, there was Buffalo that wanted him. There was other teams that wanted him. He became the highest-paid coach and deserving because he was a winner. And Columbus has taken their bet on that. And Michael Babcock is – it's really weird. I said Michael Babcock. My goodness, going by legal names. Mike Babcock I mean, that feels a lot better. He is going to be back in the National Hockey League coaching, and he's going to coach against Toronto. They're the same, in the same conference, not in the same division, but the same conference. You're going to see Mike Babcock on TV next year on the other bench of Columbus. And I don't know what team is going to be iced in Columbus, but either way it's going to be a team that Babcock is going to play. And if you remember the way he was in Detroit, he wasn't that way in Toronto. It felt like he was a little bit different in Toronto. And... I think he's going to get back to that more of that systems, and he's going to try to get off that that more of a calming approach to help the veterans work with the youth there in Columbus. Now, I want to know your comments about Mike Babcock. Tell me below, what do you think? Did Columbus make the right move here? I'll tell you. I think they did. Why not? Why not? Good idea. Give it a try, Columbus. Give it a try. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work. This year, you're going through that retool, re-face kind of of tour that you're doing. You let him go at the end of the year, but you gave it a try. But if Babcock could be the coach that what he was, well, maybe we got something special. However, Mike Commodore, that's who I'm excited to see his reaction. I haven't even looked at his Twitter yet. I want to look at his Twitter, and I want to see his reaction. Heck, I'm would like to actually get Mike Commodore on the show, and maybe I'll have to arrange that, and I'm going to get his opinion about Mike Babcock. So I'm sure that Mike Commodore (laughs) is not going to like that signing at all because there's not anyone who's a worse fan of Mike Babcock than Mike Commodore. Now, fun fact, Mike Commodore played for Columbus in the 08-09 season, the the 9-10 season, and the 10-11 season. (laughs) Okay, so... That might even be a little bit more hurt. He might be like, oh my goodness. The team that I play for now is the team that he's coaching. Listen, I don't mean to give free ads to somebody, but if you have an opportunity to listen to him in this reaction, I'm going to be doing that when I'm done this recording. So you should do the same. But overall, Mike Babcock going over to Columbus. If he gets back to the way that he coached Detroit, it would be interesting. But if he coaches the same way he did in Toronto, he'll be done by the end of the year. But... Was he the best coach available? Mm. No, I don't think he was. I think there's other opportunities. Some younger coaches could have been a better fit. But Columbus looked at this from an opportunity, from a nothing to lose standpoint. be interesting to see how Mike does. Uh, the next two points I want to get to before I get to the wrap of the show. This has been David McCaig talking with you here on the Top Shelf Podcast, and t- almost 25 minutes in already. So I only got about five minutes left here with you, so I want to make sure I make do- uh, make the most of it and get to these last two points and get some to uh, the conclusion portion before we wrap up. But this has been the Top Shelf Podcast, presented by the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment Media. This edition is sponsored by Flawless Roofing. Flawless Roofing, protect your investment, start from the top. Patrick Kane's going to be having surgery out four to six months. I've had somebody ask me, Dave, do you think that he'll still sign somewhere and play or think he'll retire? Look, Patrick Kane's not retiring. He will sign somewhere. He'll sign there, and he'll be put on the the long-term injury reserve and he'll be, he'll be out from, from obviously until after Christmas, and then he'll come back and he'll be just like a, a free acquisition for that team. Now, will that be the New York Rangers? Seems like he would like to stay there. People have asked and heard rumors if he'll go back to Chicago. No, the, the ship with Chicago has sailed, in my honest opinion. Even though they're getting Bedard, I think they're going to be kind of changing the identity. The Buffalo Sabres is what comes to mind. I really feel like Buffalo is going to have a busy offseason. Connor Hallebuck favorites. A little spoiler to what I think. Buffalo's gonna do this summer. I'm gonna say it right now. I think Connor Hellebuck will be a Buffalo Saber. And hey, you Leaf armchair GM fans, he's not gonna be a Leaf. Just so you know, it's not gonna happen. Connor Hellebuck will be a Buffalo Saber this year. That's that I'm telling you. I am telling you, Connor Hellebuck will be a Buffalo Saber. That's three times I've said it. And with him being there, the Buffalo Sabres are also gonna sign Patrick Kane and Patrick Kane's going to go there after Christmas. Buffalo's just going to be a, couple, a few games over 500, if not 5-7. to seven. They're going to be in the middle of that hunt in, in, in the Atlantic. And Patrick Kane's going to come in and give him that edge, and he's going to come out firing. And then, then the Buffalo Sabres are going to go with a the deadline. They're going to be in that wild card position. They're going to make some moves to put them a bit over the top. And then they're going to have a run potentially like the Florida Panthers did this year. They're not going to make the cup finals next year. It's not what I'm saying. But they're going to be in a more exciting team to watch next year. Are they going to be a playoff team? Yes, I think they're a wild card team next year. And I think a big part of it will be when they trade for Hellebuck and when they sign Patrick Kane. So anyone who's texting me about where you think Patrick Kane's going to go, I think Buffalo. And just because he's out for four to six months doesn't mean he's retiring, people. Come on, it's Patrick Kane. He ain't done yet. But if it isn't Buffalo, it's back to the Rangers. Connor Bedard. Oh, my goodness. Connor Bedard is the first player in history to win all three major CHL awards. Uh he there's no projected number one overall. He is the next no the, the the first overall pick in this year's draft. I'm just gonna say it. He is the first overall pick. And I gotta say, people saying that Toronto's gonna trade Matthews to Chicago for Bedard. Give your head a shake. It's not happening. That's not happening. Chicago is drafting Connor Bedard, and they're getting one hell of a generational talent. Somebody who is going to get the job done and really accelerate that rebuild in Chicago. Call it a rig. Call it a joke as much as you want. Yeah, but think about this. Would you rather him play in Arizona? Would you rather him play somewhere like maybe, if you're a Canadian, in California, somewhere in San Jose? Or even in Anaheim, despite how exciting that would be with Zegras. Look, when I think about it, it would have been nice maybe see him in uh, on a Canadian team like Vancouver. That would have been my preference to see him on Vancouver. But you know what? He's going to Chicago. And if you're a Toronto fan, you're loving this. Because Chicago's in the Western Conference. <laughs> You wouldn't see if you're in the Eastern Conference, you're going, whew, you got Connor McDavid and Connor Bedard in the other conference. Crosby's going to be retiring in the next five years. Ovechkin's not going to be too far behind that, even less for those guys. Okay? And the East is a juggernaut right now. Imagine if Connor Bedard came in there and accelerated Columbus' rebuild. Connor Bedard just won all three major CHL awards. The kid is sick generational talent. I wanted to make sure that I reminded you what he just won and what he did this year winning the gold medal for Canada. What he did overall in junior hockey was unbelievable. I'm excited to see what he's going to do in the NHL next year when he puts on that jersey in Chicago for the first time and what he does. Going to be exciting. And now there's going to be players that want to play in Chicago just to play with him that are a bit younger maybe. Maybe they're at their 27, 28-year-old mark in their career. They could sign a four- or five-year deal. and I they know they're going to be playing with Bedard. Ugh. Line up. Chicago is going to be accelerating this rebuild. They're going to be back in the playoffs within three years, and they're going to be making a dent. Early prediction. Not five. Sooner than that. This will change everything. In Chicago, Connor Bedard is going to have the McDavid effect. Yes, it took Edmonton a little bit, but that was because of management. And I know Chicago's management has been uh, been some challenges, <laughs> and and they got some inex they got some I don't didn't want to say inexperienced there, but they got some new faces in there. It's a little bit exciting for them, I'm sure, to be able to build a team with some youth and also to be an attractive place to play, not only just because of being in Chicago and an original 16, but because you have a generational talent like Bedard about to come through your door. But the whole point of bringing up Bedard, he won all three major CHL awards. I want to make sure I remind you that again. Unbelievable. Now, as I promised, I told you this wasn't gonna be a long edition. I could talk more and more and more, but I gotta take my breath. It's into the late hours here in the nights and we wanted to make sure we got a top shelf podcast out for you to enjoy for June the fourth morning when you're on your Sunday. If when you get up in the morning, of Sunday and you're having your coffee, you open up your TV to YouTube or your laptop or you open up social media, or you're driving in your car, you're driving home from camp, or from a trip. Either way, whatever way that you are listening to the Game Sports Show is through the TGEM Network YouTube channel, or on one of our platforms, such as Apple, Spotify, uh, or through Podbean, or if you're listening through Amazon or Google Podcasts. Either way, we're very happy that you joined us here on the Top Shelf Podcast, presented by the Game Sports Show, and again, powered by TGEM Network, the game entertainment and media. And it's been David McCaig, Jr., bringing you this show uh, for Top Shelf. Now, upcoming shows for the overall Game Sports Show round. The Game Sports Show podcast will be recorded on Monday. Upcoming upload to be on Monday evening or Tuesday morning this upcoming week, June the 5th or June the 6th. We will have a Strike Zone upload later in the week as well. We're looking at a midweek for that between myself and Connor Henderson. Both shows. Of course, the Game Sports Show podcast one of our headline, sport, uh, headline shows rather it will be for me hosting that show. Of course, and we'll have some Hopefully, we have some planned guests that are planned to come by, come by for that show. So, we're going to talk not just hockey, other sports as well. But, myself and Connor, Connor Henderson will be talking baseball later this week, also, as the baseball season's in full swing, of course, from a national perspective and heck, even a local perspective. Fun stuff. Our next upcoming special edition upload with myself and Brendan Brooks. There will and obviously Alex Parr being a part of the special edition family will be with Jabert Brûlé, former first round pick in the National Hockey League. We'll have that out within the next week. To two weeks. I know people have been asking, especially today at a golf terminal. Is that when's the next special edition? It was very nice to hear that question from people and to have the support that we have here on the Game Sports Show from an audio and also the video perspective. Uh, but Gilbert Brule will be the next upload coming within the next two weeks. Very excited about that. Now, Flawless Roofing. I want to make sure I give them another shout out. Flawless Roofing over 35 years experience in the biz, residential and commercial. Rooftops protect your investment and start from the top. Flawless Roofing, Sault Ste. Marie, Thunder Bay, or if you're anywhere, you can check them out on social media, Facebook, or check them out on their website, FlawlessRoofing.ca. It's been a pleasure talking hockey with you here tonight, here on the top shelf podcast and I want to say one last thing give you a little bit of a treat. We do have a percentage of YouTube listeners. We just have about over 50% of our listeners listen to about 60% of the show and on the audio platform it seems to be a lot higher for full consistency of the show. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a treat here for the end of the show uh just so just just if you have made it this far we appreciate you listening but there will be a name change to TGEM. and I've been asked when that's going to be I'm in the middle of having the new design for the new logo getting completed. And as soon as that's done, there will be a announcement that t will have a name change. t will be the same thing, operated the same way. There's nothing changing. It is merely just a name change. And if you want to know my honest reason why there's a name change, well, of course, The Game Sports Show is a podcast. The Game Entertainment and Media is a platform, but it was causing confusion and people were thinking it was the same thing and it's not the same thing. So we have separated that for you and I say we because there is a team of members already on TGEM that are content providers and if you're doing a podcast, don't hesitate to reach out to me because I can get you aired on the TGEM Network YouTube channel and it could be a part of the podcast platform that has been uh, launched with TGEM. There And, of course, the second thing for a little treat announcement for you, we will be having swag getting creative, finally. Some swag that will involve the new business name that I'm not going to name yet, and, of course, the Game Sports Show. And the last thing I'll address is the website. I've been getting texts about why would you get rid of the website. Very simple. Number one, there's one confidential reason from a business perspective that I'm not going to get into. But in connection to that, going to point number two, there will be a new website, And that new website will be configured once we have the name change. So the Game Sports Show will be under the new website, which will be TGEM's name change. That will be the new website and with all the content providers of the Game Sports Show and on the current TGEM Network YouTube channel. 35 minutes. I'm five minutes over. It's actually not that bad. I'm going to wrap up the show here before I get into speaking out any more spe- any more secrets. You're going to see me in a couple of days talking on the Game Sports Show podcast, so make sure you keep an eye out for that upload. Again, thank you for tuning in to Top Shelf here tonight with yours truly. It was a pleasure as always. And even though it was just me and it's too bad that we couldn't have one of the other four or five members come by, but I certainly hope you enjoyed your time with me here on the Game Sports Show podcast. It's been David McCaig for for Sorry, for the Top Shelf Podcast presented by the Game Sports Show, powered by the Game Entertainment Media. There, i got to make sure I get that correction before I get to the official conclusion. It's been David McCaig bringing you this Top Shelf Podcast. And I'm here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.